on 104.5 FM and 1440 AM WAJR. This is the talk of the town. Welcome to Morgantown AM. Everybody talks, everybody talks, everybody talks. From today's news to tomorrow's happenings, we're talking about what matters to you. To join the conversation, call us at 304-296-0041. Now, here are your hosts for Morgantown AM, Dave Wilson and Sarah Giosi. Good morning. Welcome into the program. It is Morgantown AM. I'm Dave. Of course, she is Sarah. Say hello, Sarah. Good morning. Hello, Sarah. <laughs> I thank you for not doing that right off the top. Yeah. Of mm-hmm. I don't like to be predictable, Some sincerity. Dave. Then some cliche comedy (laughs) coming up on the program today. We're going to talk about Preston County and in particular the schools in Fellowsville and Rollsburg as the Preston County Board of Education is scheduled to meet tonight. And on that agenda is the possible vote on the closure of those schools. We're going to talk to former Preston County Delegate Stan Shaver. Uh, He's also a former principal uh, about why those schools should remain open. Uh, That coming up at 920 this morning. Also a little bit later into the show. Um, mob appointments, conflicts of interest. We'll get into that. And a question I don't have an answer to. I guess what I guess that's a rhetorical question then, but a question nonetheless that has been brought up in conversation and has now been brought Out up there. publicly mm-hmm. by an elected official. Why are these boards and commission meetings being uh, boards and commissions interviews by the city being done behind closed doors? We'll uh, talk about that coming up a little bit later on as well. 304-296-0041. That is the preferred phone number to get in touch with this fine program. 304-296-0041. Or you can call toll-free, and they'll send the bill to JR 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. On Twitter at MorgantownAM, MorgantownAM at WVRadio.com is the email and facebook.com slash am1440wajr if you would like to send a letter i do not know the address but i'm sure uh it's out there somewhere we do like letters we get them occasionally we do yeah and usually they're memorable as well (laughs) just gonna throw that out there for you as well uh stan shaver coming up in a little bit how you doing sarah hey i'm pretty good good can't complain. Nothing to complain about. I saw that sure. they have the uh, Christmas tree decorations up in Saberton. I saw them that? on the uh, light poles this morning. Yeah, the uh, I like to call them decorative Christmas items up in in town. I haven't seen downtown yet. I don't know. They usually do snowflakes. I don't know if they have those up yet. But if not, I'm sure it's coming up. Okay. Does that not make you holly jolly a little bit? Yep. <laughs> Now the snowflakes yep, are seasonal. I'm that, jolly. The snowflakes aren't necessarily Christmas. No, and you can leave we those could up. have snow tomorrow, actually, right? Is it tomorrow or Elliot Thursday? Elliot told me uh was it tomorrow night? Tomorrow night? Maybe tomorrow night into Thursday. We might have could, a little snow. So he said slop. Is, oh, was yeah, his that forecast. makes more sense. It's just gonna be wet. Sleet slop, yeah. he said. So uh, be prepared for if that. If it warms up you just know a what? tad bit, it'll just be rain. So I'm just gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take all the pressure off uh Dr. Campbell. The new superintendent here in Montgomery uh-huh. County. I'm just calling off school. Just taking the pressure off of him right now. At least for I'm actually, sure. you know, we have a chance of some in uh, Preston County tonight. Some snow. There's, there's a chance of <laughs> snow in <laughs> Terra in Alta July. in July. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll see, though. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> by the power vested in me. Next week, let's see. Yeah, next week, just take the week off. They already are. Well. They have the whole week off. See what we do for you here on Morgantown AM. 
Uh, headlines this morning. Fresh off uh, his unsuccessful campaign for United States Congress. Richard Ojeda announcing yesterday from D.C. that he will run for the Democratic nomination for President of the United States. So there you go. He's passionate. I don't know that he's got much of a shot. but I just hope we don't get embarrassed. He's going to give her a run. I'll say that. I don't care. I'll say that. He's passionate. He has yeah, a very sure. loyal base. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Two arrests made in a Marion County murder investigation. Uh, the family of Leah Berhanu has established an endowment and scholarship fund in her memory. Of course, she was the uh, WV student, Morgantown native, who was killed in that auto-pedestrian accident, uh, died back in February. Uh, the scholarship has been established. It will be for students at the engineering school, and it's going to be geared towards students who um, are in financial need, who may have to leave college because of financial reasons. That's who that scholarship will be geared for. Model Cleaners says they want to reopen tomorrow. They've already got a place at North Point Plaza. We were wondering about the clothes. Uh, that was a drop-off pickup point, so mm -hmm. there weren't as many as, as many mm -hmm. there. There were some articles of clothing. Of course, everything. And what got was destroyed. there was a complete yes. loss. Yes. Um, so he said customers are going to be reimbursed, but the majority of customers should have been okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I know you're a big Xbox PlayStation gamer. <laughs> oh, you know it. <laughs> Uh, Fallout 76 being released worldwide. Now, I you don't say, even know what that means. Look, it's, it's a game, and it's being released. That means you'll be able to play it. Here's why it's interesting to you and I. It's set in a post-apocalyptic West Virginia. Really? Yes. Okay. Is this news is to this you? For, is this for... Yes, it's news to me. I don't know really? anything about video games. You haven't just stumbled across this? No. Is this... Uh, uh, yeah. There are... Uh, it, the you Green said PlayStation? Uh, any of those Any platforms. Any of them, okay. The Greenbrier is in it. And okay, it's, yeah. And it's not representations of it. It is the Greenbrier. Uh, yeah, the State yeah, Capitol, yeah. Uh, New River Gorge Bridge. Uh, I think Camden Park is in it. WVU's campus, Old Main up here, is in the game. Why? Who who designed it? Is, was it a West Virginian? Uh, I don't Do think so. Do we know no. why? The, the why premise of the game <laughs> is, is that there is a nuclear war. Okay. And there was a fallout shelter. There was a there was a shelter in West Virginia. Okay, which, you know, and that's part of our history, some of these and stories. And 25 years after the nuclear war, mm -hmm. the shelter's now been opened, and people are coming out for the first time. Okay. Rumor is Mothman makes an appearance in the game. Interesting. Yes, all very interesting. Well, I, I just wonder mm -hmm. why we were chosen, but perhaps it makes sense because there are all of these stories about the what, secret bunkers and things in West Virginia. What better place for a so. post-apocalyptic game I guess. than West Virginia? Cool. Okay. So you know. I mean, what? I don't. I don't foresee myself playing this, but perhaps my nephews will get it, and then I'll. I'll peek at it. Mm. How at old least your it nephews? Has a time. I think 13. this one maybe. Yeah. This. Yeah. This I is think this would be up there. Their, their you know what? Age range. A good aunt would probably purchase this for them. I have a feeling that's like how much do games even cost these days? I don't mm. even know. I bet you it's outside of my budget. They're, they're in the fifty buck range, probably. Yeah, I give them really great hugs and mm. homemade okay. uh, scarves and cookies and. <laughs> yep. Oh, no. look, Aunt Sarah knitted you a sweater. No, I, I try to treat them right. Do you send them pink pajamas? No, you know what I do. Well, what Jeff and I do, we try to <laughs> do, no, we don't do the bunny pajamas. We try to do an experience with them. Uh -huh. So we'll go we'll go do something or we'll have them over to our house and we'll do like a big sleepover. Or we'll go to a movie night slash dinner night, like a date. 
And we do that because we like to try to make memories as opposed to just giving toys. But mm-hmm. that's a You go upstairs thing. right now and put on your Aunt Sarah's pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> now, someday, do I see myself going down that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see oh, myself I, doing, I totally going down that path. Down that path. <laughs> totally see that happening. Uh, <sighs> yeah, we'll have to check the game out, Dave. So, are you going to go run out and purchase no, this? Or? I don't have time anymore. Yeah, I still. I, okay, I'm. You know, I'm a grown man, but I still have the uh, the gaming system. Uh, what have I got? PS4 at home. I just I don't have the. You know, I got stuff to do. Yeah, I got adult things to do now. Yeah. It's terrible, Jr. Oh, grow up and do whatever you want, they say. Ah. Right. <laughs> right. I actually said this to one of my friends talking about fantasy football. And uh, he wanted to, you know, they do these leagues online where you can play, you know, Madden or whatever online. You can play your buddies. And he said, hey, why don't you get online and play? We can play football. I said, dude, I, I don't have time for that. I got real football I got to cover. And right. he's like, well, excuse me, Mr. <laughs> Big Shot. Uh, so, anyway, uh, get the get If, okay. If you, I want to hear, I want to hear how this game is. So if you or your kids or your grandkids, check it out. Let me yeah, know. I'm just, know. I'm curious to see if it, you know, is an accurate representation. As long as there's you know not bad bet? stereotypes in there. You know as what? long as there's not little hillbilly people running around. I I bet they nail the roads. <laughs> Post-apocalyptic. I bet but they nail the roads. They just took pictures of what we currently yeah. have. <laughs> oh, it's not funny. It's a little funny. It's a little funny. <laughs> It's a little sad. It's a lot of sad, a little funny. Coming right, up. Anyway. All right. So, uh, Speaking those, of sad. Those are the headlines, and um, you can check out more at WAJR.com. Uh, Preston County School Board will vote tonight. Fellowsville and Rollsburg schools, the fates of those schools. Always a tough conversation when you're talking about closing schools because it's not just a dollars and cents uh, discussion. There's, it's also an emotional discussion, and... That adds a whole new element to it. But we're going to talk dollars and cents. We're going to talk achievement. We're going to get the perspective from Stan Shaver, former delegate in Preston County and a former principal as well, retired principal, why these schools should stay open. We'll talk to him coming up other side of the break. Uh, Also, a little bit later, a little bit more on boards and commissions, MUB, conflicts of interest, why these meetings, why these interviews are held behind closed doors because it's not always been the procedure. We'll talk about that a little bit later as well. Your calls are always welcome at 304-296-0041-800-765 talk 800-765-8255-921 it's Morgantown AM 104.5 FM AM 1440 WAJR Now back to the talk of the town Morgantown AM on 104.5 FM and 1440 AM WAJR uh, just want to make a short announcement. This from uh, WVU Police. There's a gas leak at Stansbury Hall, and as a precaution, uh, the gas has been shut off. The building has been evacuated. Please avoid Stansbury Hall until further notice. Crews are working to fix that. Uh, also want to note there is no, no, no safety concern at this point. The evacuation of the building is just a precaution. Seems like a good idea if there's a possible gas leak. Coming up a little bit later on, we'll talk uh, boards and commissions here in Morgantown. Right now, tonight in Preston County, the school board is scheduled to meet, and on the agenda is the possible closures of Fellowsville and Rollsburg schools. Stan Schaefer is a former delegate and retired principal in Preston County. He joins us on Morgantown AM. Good morning, Stan. Good morning. Stan, This is it's always a tough issue when you're talking about closing schools or consolidations. 
when it comes to this issue for Fellowsville and Rollsburg, should these schools be closed and students dispersed to other areas? Absolutely not. Why not? Well, very simply, in 2010, the Preston County Board of Education was taken over by the uh, state of West Virginia. Dr. Larry Parsons was sent up here to try and straighten everything out. The idea was to float a bond so that we could keep our community schools in our, in our given areas. With Preston High being the only high school, it was felt that the older schools needed uh, repaired, fixed, or whatever. So the bond issue that passed was a community school's bond. I won't go into all the things that got built from the bond, but, but Fellowsville Elementary School was did receive money to, uh, to do um, a um, project for technology, a uh, sprinkler system in, in this building, they built a new office. They did other things at Rollsburg. Uh, Rollsburg was a school that was built after the flood of 86 with $15 million from federal funding. And that school's in, in really good existence. So people in the community are going to be paying on that bond until 2025. So now we're looking at wanting to close Fellowsville and Rollsburg when people in the communities are still going to be paying on the bond until that date. So even though the money's been spent for the next seven years, people in those two communities are going to be paying for school bonding, and they're not going to get anything out of it. The other really big, huge issue is the fact that the Preston County Board of Education started this fiscal year with a balance of $1.3 million. So they're not in a, in a real dire straits uh, in terms of finances. We were told at one of the hearings that they don't think they're really going to be in real financial problems until 2025. Well, that's when the bond is done. And with the community schools uh, process that was put in, in place with the bond, the people in the community are extremely upset and very angry uh, because they're wanting to close schools that actually uh, academically are two of the better schools in the history of, of Preston County. For example, this year in mathematics, Fellsville finished first of the nine schools uh, uh, excluding Preston High, and in English language large arts, they were second. When I was the principal there, uh, we achieved exemplary status four separate school years, which under No Child Left Behind, other than a Blue Ribbon School of Excellence, is as high as you can, as you can get. So Rollsburg and Fellsville are two of the better academic schools in Preston County. We're speaking with Stan Shaver. So, Stan, from your point of view, why then is this even a conversation? Well, it's a conversation, I think, uh, because members of the Board of Education, uh, two in particular, uh, have, I don't know if it's a personal vendetta or whatever, uh, they, they back at the time the bond was built, uh, weren't too gung-ho about uh, spending money in some of the older school buildings, and consequently... What they're wanting to do is they're wanting to take this money and they're wanting to plug budget holes that they run into, especially in facilities and the cost of electricity, especially at South Preston School because it's an all-electric school. And they have orchestrated this behind closed doors for quite some time, especially at Fellowsville. If you take a look at Fellowsville's enrollment, in 2014 and 15 they had 134 students. In 15 and 16, they had 124. South Preston was built. So what they started doing then, they started telling people in uh, the Newburgh area, in the Felsville area, especially Newburgh, 
that if they wanted to go to South Preston, they could go. So currently now, there's 72 students at Fellowsville. There's 35 students that come to that school in the morning and get on a bus and go to South Preston that should go to school there. Two years ago, they had a low number for um, kindergarten. So consequently, um, they ended up moving the pre-K out, and they also uh, eliminated a kindergarten class. The following year, they would have had 17 more students, and they said if that happened, they would move the class back, but they didn't. So if you take a look at the 35 students that left and the 17 that should be there, plus the 72 that are there, they're back up to 124. So it was an orchestrated movement behind closed doors to try and decrease the population and enrollment at Fellowsville so that they could close the school. And, I, and unfortunately, that was, uh, that's a fact. That took place. Stan Shaver joining us. He's a former Preston County delegate and a retired principal in Preston County talking about Fellowsville and Rollsburg schools. Uh, a vote tonight on the agenda for the Preston County Board of Education to close those two schools. Stan, two levies were on the ballots recently. Both failed. The last one failed by 100 votes or so. Uh, that could have plugged some of these budget holes. Why, why, did, those budge, why did those levies fail, in your opinion? Well, one of the biggest reasons was because they also ran a fire levy in conjunction with the um, school levy. Mm -hmm. And um, people aren't real happy uh, with what they hear in terms of dis distribution of funds at the county level. Uh, probably the county should do a much better job of, of posting how they're spending their money, where it's going, and, and how actually detrimental they are, and their hands are tied in terms of specifically where money has to go. State code says where you can spend money and where you can't. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest problems you run into is facilities, upkeeps, roofs, and things like that. So I, I think there's been um, some distrust in trusting the board as far as that's concerned. But under no circumstances did anyone who ran for the Board of Education or who currently is on the Board of Education, did anyone come forth and say, oh, my, if this doesn't pass, we're going to close two of the best academic schools in Preston County. Nobody knew that. So uh, the two communities have gotten together, <clears throat> and our intent is basically they're not in a deficit. They don't need to close schools, first of all. But if that's the process they want to do, then let's let our communities work together to try and run a special levy of which they can get a waiver from the State Board of Education so that the comprehensive facilities plan is not specifically going to state that they're going to close two schools, but try and run a special levy again, uh, which can be done on a paper ballot for about $43,000. In the hearings, I've made it a point to point out that, you know, $43,000 for another levy, which could save all of the uh, facilities in Preston County schools, uh, $43,000 is not a whole lot of money when you consider they have a surplus of $1.3 million. If this were to pass tonight and these schools were to get closed, um, what happens to the students at that point? They well, get at, at that point, see, this is one of the things that the superintendent uh, feels pretty good about because he said, uh, um, you know, as far as uh, Felsville School, it would be a natural fit to bus uh, the transportation of students to uh, South Preston because they go there anyway. See, our students, after they leave fifth grade, go to 6th, uh, 7th, and 8th grade South Preston. 
So it's 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 not that far away to bus those kids. But the Rollsburg kids, they're looking at busing those kids to Terrialda, up a Salt Lake Road that floods all the time. They want to bus them to Kingwood Elementary, up a road that's half closed and got a red light on it because the Department of Highways is not doing their job and coming out with funding and fixing emergency necessary uh, highway processes in the state of West Virginia. Uh, it's got to be bid out and all this stuff. It goes on for on forever and ever. Uh, and some of those kids are going to be going to South Preston. And a lot of parents are saying they're going to send their kids to Tucker County and they're going to send their kids to Taylor County. So, you know, it, uh, it's sad. The other thing we hear from the board is uh, they lost 104 students this school year. That's about $500,000 in lost revenue from the state of West Virginia. So consequently, what they're looking at then is they got that budget hole to fill too. So what they want to do basically is close schools. The problem is, think about this, in 2005, it's going to be eight, about, uh, this is 2018, we're looking at five years, uh, excuse me, seven years from now. Um, what's going to happen then, the schools are closed, they probably used the money up, then what are they going to look at to close? What's going to happen then? They will never, ever pass a levy again or bond in the history of Preston County, I'd say conservatively for 50 years, because closing these schools is going to be the current death and long-term economic loss for future generations in Rollsburg and Fellsville communities. If you, are you confident if, if the Board of Education put it out there and said, okay, we'll, we'll float this special levy, are you confident this would pass? Uh you can never be competent in, a, in the political process. I was in the House of Delegates for 10 years. And, and, <laughs> so you know. And I know. I've been there and done that, you know. Uh, this concerted effort to take out uh, all the Democrats in the House of Delegates worked with dark money because now the state of West Virginia is ruled by the Republicans instead of the Democrats. So you can, you can never say yes or you can never say no. But I can tell you this. The people in the Rollsburg community and the Fellsville community – turned out in mass rows to protest this. Uh, we met with PTO, the local school community councils, uh, people from uh, the community, and said, we think our only salvation to get these schools so that they stay open is to float a levy. We even did petition drives. Uh, people in the community went around door-to-door talking to everybody, got them to sign petitions, and we've turned over a numerous amount of petition signatures of voters to the Preston County Board of Education, saying that this is what we need to do, this is what we'd like to see take place to save our schools. We'd like to give that a shot. We'd like to see them do that uh, tonight. What we'd really like to see them do is say, okay, we understand what's going on. Uh, it's not necessary to close these schools now. We're not in a deficit. Uh, we need to uh, make sure that we um, establish the boundary lines so the students that live in certain areas are going to certain schools, uh, and hopefully uh, they'll make a decision tonight that's that's going to, you know, be be such that our community schools are are continued and carried on. Former delegate Stan Shaver and uh, retired principal in uh, Preston County. Hey, we appreciate the time. We appreciate the perspective this morning, and uh, we'll be following along tonight. Thank you very much. All right, Fellowsville and Rollsburg schools uh, on the agenda tonight in Preston County. Uh, possibly voting to close those schools 
Uh, we will be following along. I know, I believe Kathy Plum with the Dominion Post is going to be at the meeting for us. We'll, uh, of course, talk about it tomorrow as mm -hmm. well. 304-296-0041-800-765-8255. Boards and commissions, questions, conflicts of interests, question mark. We'll talk about it next. Covering news, sports, current events, and more. This is Morgantown AM on WAJR. 304-296-0041-800-765. Talk 800-765-8255. I told you back on Friday, Sarah, I'd try to give you an answer or at least explain it as best I could, and I'm going to try to do that right now. The question was brought up to us here on uh, Morgantown AM toward the end of the show. Uh, we were talking about conflicts of interest, Morgantown Utility Board. And of course, that all goes back to the city manager applying to be a board member. And it was brought up that Ron Bain, when he was a city council member, he's not now, uh, obviously, got voted out. But when he was a city council member, was appointed to the Morgantown Utility Board. And I said there is a difference there between the city manager and Ron Bain. And let me try to explain that. And then... Okay. Don't get ahead of me because I, I know what the next question will be at the end. When you're looking <laughs> at these two different positions, you have to look at the the boards, MUB board, and city council. Those are – you're almost peers at that point where you are a overseeing body, okay, where yep. mm -hmm. Tim Ball, the general manager of MUB, whoever the general manager of MUB is, and the city manager, they are also peers. They work mm -hmm. in conjunction. Mm -hmm. So if the city manager of Morgantown is on the MUB board, he now becomes one of five bosses mm -hmm. of the general manager of MUB. He can tell the general manager what to do. But at the same time, the city council is well within its authority. In fact, the charter says it. The city council can tell the city manager what to do. Mm -hmm. And if the city council says, you are going to, hey, we're not going to approve this rate or we're not going to do that, well, how's the city manager going to vote if he's on the MUB board? Mm -hmm. And he can also tell the general manager of MUB what to do, okay? Mm -hmm. So you change the relationship there. And then you get into the whole, if you're negotiating contracts, if you're negotiating rates, whatever it may be, it changes that entire dynamic, and there is a conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. If you are on city council— Just to be clear, that no matter who the city manager is, no matter, this I'm, isn't I'm unique to Paul Break. It's right. just about the position. I don't care. Now, if a city council member is on the MUB board— Nobody has the authority to tell the city council member what to do. You are more of an individual at that point. If you're on the MUB board, you're on the city council, vice versa there. It, you are Tim Ball's boss, general because manager of, of MUB. description structure. You yeah. are the city manager's boss. But nobody is your boss that can tell you how you are going to operate. In fact, if you go back and look at the votes, and I skimmed through them quickly because I knew where some of them were. Um, there are instances where Ron Bain voted against what would have been good for the city on the MUB and vice versa. So whatever it may be. Do I still think there's a bit of a conflict of interest on serving on both boards? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do think there's a conflict of interest. In fact, maybe out of all of this at the end of the day, and I've already jotted this down as a question when we get to city council elections and interviews in April, Maybe at the end of the day, what comes out of all of this is an update, is an ordinance that just flat out says yeah. city managers and sitting city council members are ineligible for MUB. Because MUB is different from Parks and Rec, mm -hmm. 
It is different from, you know, any of these others. It is a public utility. It is an independent public utility. And I it's understand. not unique to only the city of Morgantown is the other right. big piece of this. The rate payers, mm-hmm. the rate payers own MUB and own its assets. And there are rate payers. In fact, I think they're more outside the city than are so. inside the city now. Based off of my that, what I've been able to find out here. To me, that group more than any other mm-hmm. needs to remain apolitical and mm-hmm. does not need to be a political football to leverage whatever it is you're trying to leverage for, whether it's city council, whether it's the county commission, whether it's, you know, it, it doesn't. It needs to be remain apolitical and make the best decisions. There were times, now this is off the top of my head, I believe it was Councilman West Nugent when he was on the council, I, I think had concerns or maybe even opposed uh, the dam, the new dam mm-hmm. at the time. Well, if you have a city manager sitting on there and you have a city council member or a group of city council members going, mm-hmm. hey, we, we don't like this, you can tell him what to do or her what to do. You can tell the city manager what to do. That is it within your authority. So do I th- is there a difference? Yes. Do I think there's a bit of a conflict of interest still, even for a sitting city council member? Yeah, I do. And I would be interested to see, and I would probably tell you right here on this show, I would support it, is an ordinance that just flat out says, look, if you're on council, if you're on, heck, if you're any elected official, for all I care, you're not going to be on the mud board because it needs to remain an apolitical group. And up until now, I don't think it's been a problem, but we've reached that point. So when that, you first started- I hope I explained that, and I, I hope I answered your question. Yeah. I don't know if I did or not. Well, when you first started talking, you you were answering the question. You're basically you're looking at it from a flow chart point of view. Who yes. answers to who and how you do? Yes. I mean, and it's very because, basic to do that. Yes. Um, when you first started speaking, I didn't agree with you, but then you came around to where I'm at on this. For me, it is absolutely no question that it is a conflict of interest, and that it cannot be in both parties' best interest to have a city manager on this board. I would highly argue you shouldn't have a city council member either. I understand that now we do have some history with that. That I, I agree. I think that that needs to be a change. And I would definitely like to see that. But I, I don't understand how an argument can really fully be made in this particular case, because again, this is so different than Parks and Rec or any of these other situations that we're looking at whenever it comes to how it is funded and who it serves. And anytime you serve on any type of a board or council, it is your job, your top priority to put the best interest of that group before anything else. And I don't know how you can do that if you have two groups that could potentially, ideally these two groups work together and you could even be a liaison, you could be an advocate for helping them work together better. I, I can get that side of the argument. But when it comes to voting on how to do certain things within our city, I simply don't think that you should be able to be on both in this case. And I think this is a unique case. I want to add that. Mm-hmm. And, and I just I would like to reemphasize what, what you pointed out. This has nothing to do with with Paul Brake, the individual, or Paul Brake's no. resume, or what he has done with or water Ron and Bain. sewer boards, this, or Ron Bain. I'm not or picking on Ron Bain. I'm not picking on anybody. This is about the position mm-hmm. of city manager having a seat as a voting board member 
on the MUB board. 304-296-0041, 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. Also, just a question that has come up through this process as well, and I, d I have reached out to Mayor Kuecki and uh, Deputy Mayor Jenny Saline and uh, asked them if they would like to come on to talk about some of these topics. Uh, I just sent the email this morning, but we have reached out, so we'll mm -hmm. see if uh, they take us up on the offer. But the question has come out about how the interviews for boards and commissions are conducted. Again, it's not something that really should be brought up, but it's been brought up because it was noticed that these are being held in executive session behind closed doors. So the public is not privy to what's being asked of these interviewees or how they are answering the questions. And this has not always been the case. These, and I think that's why it's a big question. Well, that is the question. It's for me, it, it changed in September of 2017 is when these started being conducted behind closed doors. Now, discussion of the candidates, absolutely. Of that, that's of not fair to them to do in public, so you do that behind closed doors. But we're not talking about interviewing a new city clerk. We're not talking about interviewing somebody for a, a job and they are a private citizen trying to get a job at City Hall. We're talking about people who are going to serve on public boards and commissions. But my question is, why, cannot, why, why these aren't done out in the public? so they can see what you're asking, how they are answering the questions, and why you did them in public before, so why the switch to move them into executive session? Why that change happened. Because, again, I think had this historically always been the case that this was done privately, there wouldn't be as many. Because I don't know that legally there's a problem with that. It's a question of historical knowledge, again. Why, why have we completely changed the process of how this is done? And, again, this just all goes back to transparency in a time where we have some trust issues. Why? I, I would think that the more you can do in open space, the better for the sake of those those issues with transparency, trust, and, and just <laughs> public knowledge. Going back, and I'm in the midst of a research project, I guess, because, and you know how things roll together in your mind and you remember things, but you're trying to pinpoint the date. I remember a conversation among the city council uh, about this very thing, about wanting these interviews and about wanting those out in the public and 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 the transparency and having the video there and and I, I don't remember when that conversation was had or who it was had with but I, I do remember that conversation taking place at some point mm -hmm. and wasn't this the council that wanted transparency I mean isn't that what they ran on and what they were elected for back in April of what was that 15. Right? April of 15, 17, Six. 17, sorry. It's only two years. It year is terms. 17, yeah. Mm -hmm. But wasn't that what we talked? Yeah. Well, you weren't here at the time, but no, Sunshine but was. I, I, and that was the thing. It was transparency. And, you know, we're proposing a home rule amendment to add additional financial reporting for city elections in the interest of what? Transparency. Mm hmm. 304 296 talk 800 8255. Speaking of elections, uh, we're hoping to, by the end of the week, maybe talk with Secretary of State Mac Warner and mm -hmm. find out how everything went with the vote by app uh, in the general election. So stay tuned. Yeah. And I know it's not a that. contest, but I'm excited to hear him say that Montgomery County won. <laughs> <laughs> we won elections. Oh, we're going to bring that up, by the way. Uh, 953, we'll wrap it up. 
Coming up at 10.06, it's Metro News Talk Line with Hoppy Kerchival. Now let's return to Morgantown AM on WAJR. 304-296-0041, 800-765-TALK, 800-765-8255. Coming up, Metro News Talk Line, Hoppy Kerchival from uh, the Palacious Metro News Studios on Spruce Street. We've been there. You notice they haven't let us back either, by the nah, way. No, it's been a while. You know why? It's probably because I was sneaking the coffee. Yeah. I, I was, saw I was you. taking K-Cups. I was I loading my backpack up with K-Cups. They, the, they had everything. I they, know. They even provide hair gel in the bathroom. It didn't do much good for we me. We barely have toilet paper. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm excited when I see a full roll. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know what I'm getting you for Christmas yeah. this year. <laughs> and our co-host Christmas exchange. Do we have to do that this year? Well, we have to draw names. Okay. It's just between you and I, so <laughs> I hope I get myself. <laughs> My wife has been, she's almost done with Christmas shopping. Can you believe that? I'm almost done. She's almost done. Do it. A lot of it. I've even got some wrapped. A lot of online stuff. Keep a lot online. She's, she and her mother went um, They went for an all-day adventure on Sunday, I believe. Mm. Oh, so she does real shopping. Yeah, they, I went, don't do up, real they shopping went to Robinson, did, did some real shopping. Uh, went to the outlets on Friday, I believe. I do real shopping closer to Christmas. Anything is, I order anything else before that. See, she's already put the pressure on me, too, by the way. She's like, I'm, uh, she's, I'm already done with you. I'm like. Uh, okay. Um, hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, my wife is hard to buy for. I yeah. keep telling her that every year, and she doesn't believe me. Jeff and I, we don't really exchange. We do some Because we take, for us, our big holiday is our anniversary. We really like to celebrate that with each other. So, for uh, Christmas, we kind of, we, we take it very low-key. You know the running joke is, right, at our house? What? I'll say, you know what you're getting for Christmas? Me with a bow. Oh, boy. And she likes that. And she goes, bells on. Yeah. Nothing else. Goes, just uh, bells. <laughs> she goes, uh, and can I return and, that? Right. <laughs> Keep the receipt. Hoppy's next. John Howard Subaru on the mile ground in Morgantown. Out dealing the other guys every day in every way. This is 104.5 FM and 1440 AM WHAR Morgantown. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.